Welcome to episode four, I think, of Small Talk. Last week, we did the man cave with Dilim. That was fantastic. But probably nobody wants to hear for the rest of time about how tough it is to be a man. And so today, I have a really special guest. Jane, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jane. I'm the, I'm the lover that you've been discussing. That everybody has heard of. <laughs> um... And I thought it'd be nice to go into small talk and have some interesting conversations. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you, like give a little bit of a background about who you are or do you want to remain anonymous? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, my name is Jane. I'm originally from South Korea. Brought up in Hong Kong since I was five. Um, yeah, currently living in Berlin for four years now. Um, I spend most of my time teaching yoga, practicing yoga, uh, playing the gong, um, and coaching as well. I'm, I'm really interested in creativity and um, love music. Today we're going to talk about relationships. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Ben. Maybe you know me. I'm Jane's boyfriend. Um, okay. Um, yeah, so we said we wanted to kind of like clarify some boundaries about <laughs> what topics we wanted to talk about. Right, today. we have to set some rules right at the beginning. Boundaries. Since it's very personal today. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and set a boundary of um, let's not talk about what happens in the bedroom between us, keeping that stuff private um, and respectful. Boom, 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 boom. Um, yeah, I think for now, that's, <laughs> that's how much I got to in terms of boundaries today. Cool. I don't think I need to set any rules right now. I'll just get really embarrassed if you if you say something really personal or embarrassing. I think that'd be fine. Then everybody will get to appreciate that. Are you cool with the boundary being set? Yes. We're not going to talk about what happens in the bedroom. Great. Great. What? So we actually just watched the podcast, the last podcast together with Dilim. Um, and I talked a lot about my relationship with Jane in it. And there were a lot of times when she was like, I don't remember it being exactly like that. Um, but first, you want to give a commentary about what, uh, what you think about, uh, about what, what Dilim and I said to each other? I mean, I guess if we had to draw, like, uh, if we had to conclude the episode, the moral of that story was kind of, one thing was like communication is everything, right? For me, one thing that's really important in a relationship is that you, as much as possible, are on the same page about things. So instead of just entering into a relationship and then saying, or not saying, okay, now we don't see other people. Okay, now I don't turn on the street when I see a nice butt. I think it's better to have those conversations. So yeah, instead of taking things for granted about how relationships should be, to actually have a conversation about how you want your relationship to be. Yeah, um, and I really liked, um, I mean, it was it was great. I was laughing <laughs> throughout the whole thing. Um, it was just quite interesting to, like, hear from a third-person perspective of what happened and what has been going on, and then also... Um, yeah, also appreciating and understanding that we all have like instinctual tendencies um, as evolved beings. Um, 
And um, yeah, it's just so interesting to hear you guys go so in depth about this topic. Um, about how hard it is to be a man? Um, I mean, like. It's hard. <laughs> suffering. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, patriarchy. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think um, it was just interesting to understand like how. Um, uh, how much nitpicking you've done about this topic um, in your heads and then also in your man caves um, and these conversations because obviously um, like it's very clear that um, everyone for the most part wants to do good and be good and be kind and you know all these nice things um, but um, for better or for worse there are certain regulations or um, conditionings um, that have been kind of taught to us um, for whatever reason, uh, for survival. Um, and then um, having to kind of work around that despite all of these uh, natural instincts um, that arise like day to day, moment to moment. Um, um, yeah, so that was interesting um, to hear those perspectives and I definitely can understand um, and yeah, resonate with some of them for sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think that this is really interesting in general, like who we are from instinct versus who we are from culture. And I had a conversation with somebody and he just had a kid. And he said, he told me, when you're ready, you'll know. And I said, I'm, I'm, I, I'm just afraid of committing, you know, like the idea, the permanence of of having a kid with somebody sounds like so much. Um, and, uh, and the idea in a normal relationship, you have a kid and then you spend the rest of your life with this one person. And basically you never look at another person. Um, I think that that's the, the love story that we're taught by Hollywood. That's like our socialization about how relationships are. Yeah. Exactly, everything, Religion, right? Culture, like, yeah, exactly. if you're really in love and you really respect the person, then you will have babies together and you will never think about another person. Um, and then life is confusing because I feel that with, like, the impulses that I get, the Disney movies didn't prepare me for how, for dealing with those, sure. right? Um <laughs> And yeah. uh, and this person also said to me, um, men are not monogamous by nature, we're monogamous by culture. And so you have to think about how important that person is to you. And, uh, and I asked him if he ever cheated. And he said one time, and he felt so fucking bad that he knows he's never going to do it again. And I was like, fuck man i wish i had your strength like i always cheat um yeah it's interesting um where you use the word normal like what's considered normal um is like the one thing i've um started to question a lot like over the last few years like what is normal and according to who like who sets these um standards of what is considered normal and what is considered abnormal um and where then do the like the boundaries lie in terms of like where where do we like or i land in that spectrum of normal um 
And um, yeah, normal's great. Like uh, you, you fit in. Like you kind of, um, um, yeah, follow the the commands of um, being a human being in society. Um, but then also, like, where is then like like the the exciting, curious, like um, exploratory part of our nature as um, human beings uh, on Earth? Like, I think this is just so innate in us and um, to um, to grow up in societies that kind of like prohibit us um, or kind of don't celebrate um, us breaking out of the norm, normal, um, uh, then creates, mm, yeah, like a lot of discomfort around um, any challenges that are made uh, towards this concept of normal. Um, and anyway, just to like circle back around, um, yeah, this open relationship thing um, is like definitely uh, maybe less so in Berlin, but it's definitely like for the most part considered out of the normal. Um, and so I think it's um, like my experience so far of this whole journey has been um, really amazing because it's just like I feel like we're in boot camp. <laughs> I think it's like the best word to describe. Um, <laughs> um, and it's just like constant learning. Like It's like very... Um, um, also very kind of instantaneous learning, like it's like very, um, like for the most part, um, and we, we do go through a lot of discussions and stuff, but um, just recognizing that it's like, um, well for me personally, I don't know if this is like, I mean I know it is, but um, it's kind of understanding and refining what um, love truly means to you, um, and how that looks to you, and what is it that you need to have those love fulfillments met um and being absolutely clear with that uh with yourself and then with um your loved ones around you um and your support network around you i think this is like just like a constant um refining skill that um this boot camp has been teaching me mm -hmm. um but also something i've been working on personally like in like the past few years or so like um just exploring that and like just being curious about it and um, also non-judgmental towards yourself about it because it can be uh, very confronting, um, especially with all the noises and sounds around you. Yeah, true. I definitely agree that an open relationship is out of the normal in most societies. Um, when was the first time you heard of the idea of an open relationship? I know when it was for me. It was, it was on a show called Californication. Mm -hmm. And the main character has a wife who he loves, but he cheats all the time. And he sleeps with somebody, and then the husband finds out about it. And they're trying to figure out if he's going to be mad. And somebody's like, well, yeah, well maybe they're in an open relationship or something. Right. And... Uh, and <laughs> And then he's like, yeah, nobody, nobody does right. that. Nobody's in an open relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just some joke. Um, Concept. Or, right. Yeah. And that, that was the first time I heard of it. But I feel like you're a real student of the open relationship. Uh, yeah. So, my, I, like, thank you for asking me that question. I had to, like, retrace back to when I first um, heard of this concept and idea. And I was like, what? Like, just, like, questioning everything. I mean, I was going through a moment in my life where I was um, questioning a lot of things. Um just um yeah just yeah going back to the same question like questioning what is normal and like why am I doing things I think I think it's a very human experience to be like why am I here oh I'm here and like 
life is, <laughs> you know, like life is this journey and sometimes it feels weird and pointless, like especially when I'm folding my laundry and staring at this face, you know, like those kind of moments. Um, but anyway, um, I was going through that moment um, in my life and then um, simultaneously my friend, my dear friend from uh, university, um, her and her partner uh, were um, monogamous for quite some time and then um, uh, her partner uh, wished for an open relationship and um, these were concepts that were explored and I would say relatively openly discussed at the university I went to in the UK um, um, but not it was always like kind of in the in the background staring into your eyes <laughs> yes. it was kind of in the background I would say for me personally um, and then when my dear friend was going through this um, I just remember finding myself questioning, like, why I was um, judging, um, like, my friend's partner, who I have so much love for and is an amazing person, but I was, like, judging decisions that were being made um, according to their relationship. And so it was just, like, an interesting kind of reflection moment for me when they were going through a lot of challenges that um, were, like, that came forth. Um, and... Um, yeah, that was the first time I like um, kind of secondhand was like really mm. like hearing about um, experiences and just being like, wow, like this is um, actually potentially a game changer. And the fact that they are still making it work and still like putting in a lot of work into the into themselves and to the relationship um, and to just observe from afar, like um, this beautiful relationship just like really flourish. <laughs> um mm like despite all the hardships and all the challenges that were uh, that were um quite confronting for my friend um yeah like i was like oh wow like what an interesting way to explore love um especially with someone that you are like oh like you're my you're my person um like let's try this thing together and question the norm together and like it's less scary if you do it with someone i guess mm. yeah so yeah that yeah that's not how i expected that story to go so that's uh, <laughs> yeah i mean actually we, we i thought it was going to end up terrible <laughs> that's cool that it worked out for me. i uh, maybe yeah. we can set a little plan for this mm -hmm. this g gave me an idea mm -hmm. so we could talk about our relationships in the past how we decided that this was what our relationship was going to be like and then we can talk about how much of a pain of pain in the ass it is and how, you know, basically what it's like day to day. And, um, yeah. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. You want to go first talking about how, like what your relationships were like in the past and maybe that how, how that relates to the kind of relationship that we had? Um... What made you want to have an open relationship first thing? Okay, yeah, so, like, introduction to the concept of open relationship for my dear friends in the UK. And then, um, yeah, and then I moved to Berlin. And <laughs> um, I remember um, being in relationships that I just felt, um, like, a little bit... Um, mm, less liberated to explore who I am and how I want to be. Um, and this was something that I just had to work through, um, through therapy, um, through talking with friends, through um, journaling an awful lot, um, and just understanding myself in terms of like 
what is it that I actually need. Um, um, and uh, yeah, and I just, I kind of, it was very clear I, I needed um, I needed a relationship that didn't um, make me feel confined or restricted in any way um, in terms of expressing who I am and um, like who I truly am and how I understand love to be, which is free, whole, shared, like, you know, all that good stuff. Um, and not um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like possessive. Yeah, and like uh, selfish, um, you know, and um, um, yeah. So, so when I moved to Berlin, um, I mean, just like I, I think, I think being here, um, especially in the first uh, year or two, I kind of realized that Berlin is like the most like uh, sexually open uh, place um, that I've ever been in or lived in, um, and. Uh, I just found that very, an interesting playground to be like, oh, like maybe this is a concept um, I want to introduce into my life and explore and experiment with what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Does that make sense? So it was like, I entered this playground of like, like a lot of people are exploring open relationships or like questioning concepts um, that are uh, considered against the norm. Um, um, and was it based on something that you felt was missing in past relationships? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I've been cheated on, I have cheated, and it's like, I don't know, whatever it was, like, it wasn't because, like, we there wasn't love, like, it wasn't, like, anything to do with one or the other person. Um, um, but I guess I kind of recognized that the system that I was like trialing and erroring for a lot of my life. It didn't like the probability of it, um, you know, um, being successful or whatever. Like it was like relatively low. It wasn't looking good, you know? Um, and so I was like, oh, like I'm open to um, questioning this and uh, seeing what else, what other options are available. And wonderfully enough, like there's a lot of literature and uh, language that can be used to express um, these kind of concepts. Um, and it's, it's, it's definitely been a journey of like learning new words and learning, like understanding um, different <laughs> concepts according to um, the language we use in terms of describing these things. Um, um, basically learning a lot of vocabulary and terminologies that we're not so used to. Um, and then uh, learning how to then voice that um, truthfully and honestly and clearly. I would say like clear clarity is like a very key thing that I'm really um, relearning to refine at the moment. Clarity. Huh. I, when you said like wor learning new words, I thought of this word that apparently only hippies and open relationship communities huh? use. Compersion. Do you know this word? No. Compersion. Compersion is the opposite of jealousy. Ah, uh, mm -hmm, yeah. So it's this feeling that instead, like when your partner, for example, is with somebody else or gets excited about somebody else or falls in love, that you feel good rather than feeling like you're losing something. Compersion. Yes. Uh, we've, Compersion. Yeah. We've talked about this i totally forgot about it it's yeah, a great word compersion mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah anyway i i moved to berlin um i met my 
former lover um and um and I said like hey like would you be open to exploring uh being in an open relationship um we had just started dating um and the response I got was a very clear no uh, I'm not really interested in that concept um it's not for me um I get that it's for some people but it's not for me it was very clear and honest and I really appreciated that um and I guess I was like okay, I need to think about it <laughs> gave it like a week and then I was like yeah like fuck it like that's just like ignore that um, request or need of mine uh, that I voiced and let's just like go with this flow and I think that's um, I have like no regrets about this because like going with the flow is just like the essence that I want to live my life by um, and um, and follow my intuition and gut feeling and all of these things um, um, and there were so many wonderful and hard lessons that I had to learn uh, through that relationship um, about understanding who I am, like what I want to stand for and also like what, like how important it is to be able to voice your needs and then also be real and honest if these needs can't be met for whatever reason. Um, um, yeah, and, and um, yeah, and then I think after that relationship, um, um, yeah, I kind of was like, yeah, I'm, I'm determined to not let that need slip away, um, like, and, and honor that need of mine. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how it, it came about for me. Um, also a lot of profound, um, uh, moments, um, within nature, um, just understanding how interconnected it all is and, like, understanding love in a concept that is, um, that is very deep, let's say, um, and also obvious, but mostly quite deep for me uh, over the last few years, especially. How are you feeling first time on air podcast? I think you're doing great. It's, oh. it's, I love hearing your voice and it's nice the way you're talking. I, I was, I'm, I'm asking kind of because I, like, I just started watching back the old podcasts and watching myself talk on podcasts and just, it's horrible. I'm so bad at it. And, uh, and then, so when I get to see somebody else, like for the first time, bearing their heart on camera, it's like a, it's a cool thing to witness. No, oh, thank you. Um, How are you feeling? Are you settling in? Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I totally forgot about all the um, all the gear around us, yes. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh wait, yeah, there's the camera and stuff. No, um, yeah, I feel at ease. I think it's just like. Um, yeah, I remember we were talking about, okay, like, what do we talk about? <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, let's just talk about, like, what we usually chat about. I mean, there's a lot of interesting topics in there. A lot of, like, silly things that are, like, not that interesting but funny. Um, but also, um, yeah, like, I think we're just deep diving quite often, so... But this is a crazy thing, like, it's so easy to talk about these things in real life sometimes, and then as soon as, like, a camera's on or as soon as you feel pressure... Sometimes the way that you present these, it's it, like it's difficult to, mm. to say them in a natural way. So, interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, not to be cheesy about it, but I guess the key is just, like, to be yourself and feel. Yourself. Um, cool. And just feel into that. Yeah. Now, I guess it's my yeah, turn. what about you? I was going to say it's your turn. <laughs> it's my turn to talk about how I feel recording a podcast or uh, how I feel, how I ended up in our relationship. Oh, the latter. The second. Okay, so... In all of my relationships in the past, I have asked at the beginning for some kind of openness. 
because I've noticed that when I'm in a relationship, my nothing really changes inside. So I meet somebody because I'm out and I talk to people who I like and I'm attracted to people. And then I end up with somebody, but that doesn't turn off inside. And I'm aware of that. And so at the beginning of my last three relationships, at least, I've said at the beginning, hey, I still like other people. I know I always end up cheating because I always end up cheating. And so maybe we can talk about a relationship in which it would be okay if we sometimes see other people, especially when we travel or something like this. And they've always said no. And I've always been so, I've always felt so much that I was in love that I could make that compromise. Mm. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll just ignore that part of me. Kind mm. of like you said. Um, and then I was cheap. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's understandable. I mean, like, <laughs> Not to, like, glamorize and, um, like, I don't know, like, over-celebrate this, like, cheating. But, like, it's, like, um, it happens um, in a way that, it, like, I mean, Esther Perel talks about it a lot, um, who's a relationship um, therapist. And um, it's natural that, like, we would, uh, yeah, like... I essentially feel a little bit trapped um, and feel like unseen for exactly who we are um, and unable to express that, especially when it's not, um, I guess, especially when it's not uh, able to be ag agreed upon. Does that make sense? Um, when it's not like, it's natural that like it happens like this. Um, and I don't, I don't, think that there is necessarily like a good or bad um in this situation of cheating I think it was just like needs not being able to be expressed mm. safely um yeah. and being received and heard yeah. um and I guess accepted fully um and then um yeah and then at some point like yeah someone does get hurt because then expectations are not met or they're broken somehow um, and, um, yeah, it sucks, um, mm. especially being on the receiving end. I've been cheated on and it really, really sucked. And it like really, um, I really questioned a lot of things. Um, cause it was like, wow, like there was so much love, like, but how is it possible that, you know, like kind of like questioning these concepts of like, how was it possible that like, that was, that was going to happen. Mm. Um, and then vice versa when I cheated, yeah, I felt awful. Like it was like horrible. Um, but then also, and I, and I spoke about it in my therapy. I was like, but I also felt so free for a moment. Mm. Um, and it was like this like breath of fresh air. And I was like, what is wrong with me? You know, like, why am I feeling free in like hurting someone I love so much? Um, like, like, just like, just really questioning that, um, um, and reaching an understanding of like, oh, wow, like this person actually can't meet all my needs. And by the way, that is like such an unrealistic expectation to hold upon one person who has like their own stuff going on. You know, they're working, they're like, <laughs> you know, like trying to get by. And then on top of that, piling a bunch of expectations on this one human being like who is yeah like it's it's really unrealistic in my opinion so you think everybody should cheat i feel that um 
everyone needs to talk about um, the the fact that um, like about their needs, about their needs um, in an open and honest way, and then the receiving person to be like real about um, like yeah, let's say setting expectations and being like actually hey like that need um, I'm not sure if I can totally fulfill like is there anything I can do around that um, or any any space I can provide that um, will then make sure that that important need of yours which is indeed important to me mm. is fulfilled mm -hmm. um, and um, these conversations are not easy to have um, because it requires a lot of honesty like radical honesty a lot of eye contact <laughs> a lot of like um, a lot of like reassuring and a lot of like uh, vulnerability uh, with the other person or persons um, and um, that's tough and it takes a lot of work. Mm. Yeah. On that note, I wanted to ask why you think that some people choose to just be monogamous and never talk about these things. Whereas some people are like, okay, this doesn't work for me. I need to figure out something different. I think most people just accept the status quo and that's why open relationships are not normal. Why do you think that is? Um, I mean, I can only really speak for my personal experience and also like what um, I've heard from my sisters and friends and loved ones um, in terms of shared experiences. Um, uh, like I said, like it requires a lot of vulnerability um, and uh, just being like completely exposed actually. And that is scary. Like it's like exposed and being like, Hey, like these are um, like, and it's, um, and people call it like neediness, but it's like, it's totally natural that like we have our needs, like we have our core needs, like to be fed, to be loved, to be held, like all of these things. And we all have them. Um, and I guess it's a matter of like how well you are, um, well, how well I was, I reflect on like how well I did in terms of hiding, uh, those core needs and pretending like or acting or like putting a mask on saying like, I don't have those needs, like, like playing it cool. <laughs> um, and just being like, um, yeah. yeah, like I don't have those needs, whatever. Um, I think we're really taught in life that it's a weakness to talk about those things. Mm -hmm. And that actually reminds me of the story. I, my friend told me that she oh, yeah. called her, called her boyfriend and they talked for about a minute and then he, said, I have to go. I can't talk anymore. And he hung up. And then she got so mad and she started to write him. Why did you even bother to pick up the phone if you could only talk for one minute? Why didn't you just say you couldn't talk? And exactly. she, she, she considered herself to be like a vulnerable person. And she said she realized that she's not as vulnerable as she thought because then she took some time and asked herself, what what do I really want to say? Like, what am I really feeling now? I'm writing. Why do you even bother to pick up the phone? But what, what am I, if I really talk to myself, what am I feeling? And she said that when she asked herself that, the answer was, I just want to tell him that I miss him. And then she wrote that, but it was very, very hard. She said she had to drag it out of herself really to say, I miss you. And, uh, and then he was so... Like he was so sympathetic, he immediately called back and then they had this really long, nice talk. 
And um, and yeah, so so that's the upside of being vulnerable. Like that's the upside of actually communicating your real needs is that often people can identify with them and then it makes them happy to make you happy. Yeah, I mean, I watched um, copious episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race during um, uh, the lockdown and pandemic times. And um, like the one repeated lesson uh, from this amazing show um, is... Um, yeah, like your vulnerability and your authenticity is your uh, strength superpower. and currency or superpower. Yeah, exactly. And um, the truth is that when you um, approach a difficult uh, hurdle uh, that you're faced with, um, with vulnerability and honesty and just being like, kind of just wearing your heart on your sleeves, kind of... Um, and just be like, hey, like, this is actually kind of scary for me. And um, I'm just going to, like, let you know how how scared I'm feeling right now. God damn, you know. And then, and oftentimes, you know, fingers crossed, like, it, it goes, it's received pretty well. It's also received with actually a bit of vulnerability. Like, oh, actually, yeah, hey, I've been feeling a bit scared about that too. Like, can we talk about that? Um, I'm so happy that you're sharing this because now I feel also safe to share that I've been feeling a bit scared about this or um, just as a little example um, and um, yeah and I, I also I've also learned um, through like just uh, doing <laughs> doing a lot of um, conversing with my therapist um, that um, it's it's also up to you where you get to choose um, whether you walk away from a space that you don't feel safe to be vulnerable around anymore um, and actually choosing to um, use that time and space with people you do feel safe and uh, heard and held by uh, to be vulnerable. Um, because I've definitely had experiences where I'm like, hey, like, I'm just going to go out on the whim and be like super vulnerable with you because like I'm like I'm really stuck now. Like, I don't really know like how to go about this and it's really like I'm struggling kind of vibe. And um and that being faced with like uh like I don't care or just like kind of slapped back in the face. Mm -hmm. Um and those have been like very um difficult experiences for me where I learned uh that not everyone is ready to hear and hold space for that level of vulnerability uh, that maybe you are about to share. Mm. Um, and that's like no fault of anyone's. Um, it's just kind of how it is um, sometimes. And um, it's up to you, like, it's up, it was, I, I understood that it was up to me to really consciously decide like, oh, do I feel safe to share this kind of thing with this person or not? Mm. Um, and if not, then where can I then voice these needs? Cause they're important to be heard. Yeah, definitely. I, with some people, of course, it's very, very easy to be vulnerable. There's some people who seem to have so much space and be listening all the time. And I guess the real challenge in life is what to do when you're in situations in which you feel like you want to be vulnerable, but you don't feel like the other person is going to receive it. You know, that's the real challenge, I guess. Um, and yeah, yeah. and I, I think also as you practice vulnerability yeah, you, get, you get better yeah, yeah you, like yeah you get better at, at saying it to people even 
who maybe not aren't that good at receiving it and still being strong in your honesty mm -hmm. yeah exactly like i was literally i'm just gonna echo exactly what you said it's like um yeah everything is a practice like yeah. just like yeah. step by step like yeah. baby steps and yeah like sometimes you will choose yeah. not to be vulnerable because yeah. you feel more protective of yourself maybe you had a bad sleep yeah. um you know but it's like okay like just what's yeah. this thing it's like yeah. um two steps backward one step forward yeah, yeah exactly. it's kind of like the people who in your life who are the most kind and and receptive to, towards your vulnerability they give you the strength to go out into the world that's kind of shit sometimes and be more be more vulnerable because yeah. i think it's something that can always make your life better oh, being yeah, honest sure. you know you know when you're being honest and and for me there's lots of times when i have something's not going well with somebody and I know that really the reason it's not going well is because I don't feel strong enough to just talk about what's actually going on with me mm, oof, yeah. so I'm like hey this thing in the past hurt me and and, I, and I, it's so difficult for me to say it because I feel like I'm not a man if I'm if I'm talking about the talking about my you know things that actually hurt me like it's it's showing that I'm not strong or something I guess that's that's what I've learned mm. I um yeah I really like this exploration of vulnerability that we're going on yeah I, it's funny because i wrote it down as like one of the topics i wanted to talk about but yeah go on i uh, i'm trying okay so our 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 plan which we will definitely eventually <laughs> get back to was yeah. first we talk about our past relationships and then we talk about how we built our relationship and then we talk kind of how we got into our relationship and the way we set it up and then we talk about what kind of work it is right so that's the plan that we will eventually get back on and i love this like I, I i'm really enjoying this this exploration this of vulnerability yeah, yeah exactly i also it made me think about i have a lot of friends now who um who say that in order to be a man you can't be honest with everybody about how you feel right um, oh, and, yeah. and I think that that really sits in this topic of vulnerability, right? Because mm, oh yeah, it, okay. usually what happens is like, for example, I have a friend who has problems in his relationship and is kind of seeing other people a little bit, but doesn't feel like, but feels like they could never in a million years tell their actual lover that that there's something wrong with the relate with their relationship and um and yeah i don't know how to explain it um do, do you get what i mean like like um basically what we were talking about like maybe he doesn't yeah. like they don't feel safe to truly express what's going on for them in the relationship exactly yeah um and then just being like okay you know what i'd rather just like not talk about it yeah um because it's easier right exactly uh it's mm -hmm. easier and they believe that that's part of being a man it's is not easier being and um like just I, as a little, i don't know if it's just, actually easier just as a little side note like i'm i like as human beings like our psychology like we're like kind of designed our brains are literally designed that we want to feel safe mm. you know like the reptilian brain we're like oh like fight flight um a fight flight Freeze. Uh, freeze yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and, I've been thinking about um, that a lot too. I think that that's... And yeah. I'm just going to um, connect those dots. Um, so I think it makes sense that that person um, feels the need to feel safe in a 
moment where their body might be feeling a bit tense, um, where they're uh, feeling like, oh, like I don't feel safe in this space where I want to talk to my partner about these things going on for me um, and be truly honest and vulnerable. Um, and therefore, like, uh, I'm just going to fight, fight or freeze um, and make sure that I am actually safe. Um, and this is like, a, like, I have understanding and compassion to this way that our brains are designed. Um, and then therefore, like, it's at some point, like a very instinctive uh, way to respond to um, these kind of scenarios where they literally just don't feel safe uh, to be heard. Um, are you following? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I just think. Okay, let me. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, if, if, like I, if I if I describe the situation with yeah. fake names, we say John. Mm -hmm. John is dating Jan. <laughs> okay, yeah. and John and Jan have been together forever, and their relationship maybe is not getting any deeper. They're spending a lot of time apart, and um, and John starts to see other people, or naturally, of course, like starts to have connections with other people. Um, because that's missing in his relationship with Jan. And for me, when I see this, I'm like, wow, both of you guys are suffering. And I think the only way through the suffering is for you, John, to say, Jan, I love you. What's going on with us? Like, I am really, I feel really bad about our relationship. Or like, I, I have, I'm worried about our relationship or I don't feel connected to you. And as part of that, also being like, hey, and now I'm starting to see other people. Um, and it's the truth. And I think that if you tell somebody who loves and cares about you the truth, then that person will always have space for hearing it and listening and learning. Mm -hmm. um, and John says to me, you're fucking crazy. Like you're living in a fantasy world in which you can tell people mm. the truth. Mm -hmm. Like, but, you know, part of being a man is, like, is carrying the heavy weight of knowing things that you can't tell other people. Because you have to protect other people from the truth sometimes. That's what John... That's John's philosophy. Okay. And, and that's... Um, I, I, I'm not sure if, if he's trying to find safety so much as he's just doing his best in the sense that he believes that that's the best way to preserve the relationship. Because obviously yeah, Jan is very, very important. Yeah, he loves Jan, but his way of showing this love is by not telling her about the things that, are, that he's worrying about. Yeah. And, and, I, and I feel that we're like, um, like, yeah, we're like on the same page about yeah. this for sure. Um, I think the way I want to draw the line is like, okay, but like, why does, like, I, I'm just going, going in. Like, it's like, why does John uh, want to preserve this relationship that he shares with Jan because it means that he has safety he has someone who loves mm -hmm. him and protects him and Definitely. you know like all of these like nice lovey things for sure like it's like kind of like kind of guaranteed safety you know like and so I do feel that this I this understanding of safety and the need for safety and like safe environment to be able to share and be open and vulnerable um it's like a very key thing um because if it's um not um, not responded in the way that uh, one would hope for it to be responded to, yeah. um, then that can have like serious uh, repercussions, like you know, definitely, like definitely. serious um, yeah. 
serious things that will like affect yeah. this person for potentially the rest of your for life. Sure. You know, like all of these. Yeah. yeah so. And this is this is this is so interesting to me because I say to John, "Hey, if you want to be with this person forever, like you say that you do, then the only way to deepen your relationship and get to know the person better is to be honest about these things." Yeah. And John says, "The only way." To preserve this relationship is not to be honest about things. Um, and like, okay, cool, like fair enough, you know, like you know, and it's and it's like um, one thing I always um, find myself reminding myself is that, especially when I notice like me questioning um, the decisions of other that other people make in their respective romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. um, is like, oh, wait, hang on. I have never lived a day in their it shoes is, yeah. and uh, let alone like, in their very unique um, relationship, their very unique uh, dynamics that they share, the love that they share. It's like, how and who am I to judge and assume um, like of what they're, what's going on there and what kind yeah. of agreements they have between yeah. their relationships? It's very easy for us to be like, oh, like you are living, yeah, you are living in a fantasy world or uh, like no way, like openness is like the, you know, like, but, um, but also it's, it's, yeah. it's very, very important to remind ourselves and just check in with ourselves when yeah. we have these moments of like, why the hell are they thinking like that? That's yeah. nuts. Um, I would never do that is to be like, hang on, like, but have I actually, do I really know what's going on there in their very unique relationship? And it's the same, like, um, with our relationship, it's like, does anyone else outside of this relationship um truly know what's going on <laughs> in our very customized um yeah connection let's say um and yeah to be honest like i don't i don't believe so um for sure i mean yes like they might have an idea or whatever but um that idea also is a concept that um for sure. they might have created based on the information that they have received externally for sure. That's, that's so complicated. The, I mean, the only thing is that sometimes I talk to Jan. <laughs> and when I talk to Jan, Jan asks me questions which make me feel like John is wrong about... John's philosophy is wrong. Mm. Because Jan is asking me questions which make me feel like she wants to know about John in a way that will help her understand and John is like, well, if I tell her the truth, if I tell her like, hey, I've seen another person, hey, I'm not sure about us, John is worried that Jan will leave him. And therefore, like, no safety. Yeah. And no safety. And that's why he can't say these things. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, and like, I really feel like for these two pe these two lovely people, like, because yeah. it's like, I have definitely been there. Like, I have definitely... Um, had moments where I chose to stay in relationships that were not truly offering me growth and vulnerability and depth that I needed um, for the sake of feeling Safe. like this false uh, false um, idea of safety. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then, yeah, I, I really had to explore like, what does it mean for me to feel safe in a relationship? Um, and just like had to go through that whole journey <laughs> um yeah it's really interesting it's a really interesting concept to um just keep questioning and like stay curious about like what um like for what reason truly am i um in this um relationship dynamic for like what um is it truly adding 
um, to yeah. my to my growth on this um, life that we have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's uh, yeah, it was a very like, and I would say it's a continual process of like refining and um, having that just like honest moment with yourself in front of the mirror or whatever, and just being like, okay, like, like truly, what is it that I need right now? And like, is it really like adding? adding some really interesting flavors into my life totally. um, or is yeah. it not you know? yeah. we definitely all have different priorities in our relationships and one thing that gave me more insights about john and jan's relationship is when i said dude i've had some conversations with jan and i think jan really just wants to understand you better and that's why i'm suggesting that you be more honest mm. you know even the bad things yeah. i think dude i think she loves you i think she's gonna you know be there to support you no matter what kind of fucked up stuff you've done the only bad situation i can imagine is one in which she just doesn't have any idea what's going on with you and maybe thinks things that aren't true because she's not getting any information you know um but he, he's like yeah well it's also more complicated because i know her brother i know her sister i know her family and like they'll murder me like if I, if I if i tell them the truth you know so so it's like it's again this situation where i'm like oh this is an easy just be honest <laughs> um but obviously i don't know the complications of their relationships yeah. and i just feel bad i'm just like for me i just see this small window and i'm like dude i think that there's a small change you could make which would bring a lot of happiness to you but potentially i'm not seeing the whole picture i don't know there's that yes and also um no i don't think i mean like i think it's just like um yeah, I think every like every relationship ha every relationship, romantic or not, familial or not, like has um their own dynamics. Um and um that's really like I said, like it's like it's very unique to to their dynamics. Um and um yeah, the lesson I keep learning in life is like time and time again you can give a person who you see needs support and help um like all the advice and resources and tools in the world that you have used and had worked seamlessly um but first of all like yeah they need to be open to receiving it like you know like we were speaking yesterday like they need to be actively asking for um this kind of advice like otherwise it's very unsolicited and actually unwelcome um and um yeah like they they yeah they need to kind of experience it themselves in their own way like this one method could have worked absolutely amazingly for me but for the other person it could be a total meltdown like um i remember my friend anna <laughs> and i we were running around um in like the like the streams or forests uh in south of france in the summer um and it was very slippery and we were like kind of um <laughs> just like being jungle creatures um jumping around rocks and stuff it was really fun um and anna's like very like um like Risky. like uh swift i would say in terms of her movements so she'd be like shoo, shoo, like jumping rocks 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 and for me i'd be like a bit more strategic like kind of like climbing on the floor and like just being like low um, and it worked so well uh for me and there was one like rock that was really hard to do in my okay. in my uh in my <laughs> style um and anna goes babe just jump it's like super easy and i was like yeah yeah good idea and i just jumped like her style and i slipped yeah yeah and and we were both like whoa like it's like obviously like it works it may work for you but like 
it might not work for the other person. And like, we just had a moment of like, oh yeah, duh. Um, and in, in the end, I just stuck with my <laughs> my strategy, you know, like style that, that works for me. Um, and Anna stuck with her style that worked for her. And um, this is like just the lesson, you know, of like one thing, one way could work for you, but the other way, uh, it may not work for the other person. Yeah. Um, and it's very important to remember that. Um, but um, yeah. Yeah, I guess we have to we have to bring this narrative back up. Yes. What's step two of our plan was how we decided to be in an open relationship. You go first. Okay. Um, um, yeah. So we met um, and um, on the street. Yeah, yeah, like in the Keats and. Um, it was very, very lovely. Um, we ended up like taking a big walk. Um, yeah, we went on an instant date. Yeah, I, I think about it, I'm like, oh, that was kind of a very spontaneous date. You want me to tell the story? Um, People might be curious. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> uh, we live on opposite sides of the canal in Kreuzberg, and there's this market, which is really special to Jane. The... I love this market. Yeah, I love this market. Like, if anyone sees me um, on the Tuesdays and Fridays that they're open, I'm just like, just so happy there. Um, they sell everything that I need, like incense sticks, like really nice soaps, like every, like like amazing food. Like shout out to Beggs. Yeah, that's um, true. If you yeah, if you're yeah. looking for us on a Tuesday or Friday, um, Rebecca's Ghanaian food stand at the Turkish food market is where we are mm -hmm. on my and. I talked to Jane, like I saw Jane walking through the market and I, uh, and I, I, I kind of followed her a little bit to try to talk to her. And then I was lucky because she turned around looking for a place to park her bike. And then I just started talking to her and, uh, and I invited her to, uh, I was DJing on the weekend and I invited her to that and she didn't come. Yeah. I said, I couldn't, I mean, I was talking to the girls yesterday about it and it was actually like, I don't know. I've been in hermit mode for a while and I haven't really had like huge weekends, um, for, like for the most part. Um, but this weekend I just had so much, so many things going on. I was like doing a new course. I was like having my first like event. Like it was like a lot of things moving. Um, and, um, I was like, yeah, like this sounds like a great party, like my vibe, but, um, I won't be able to make it cause I'm actually really busy studying. That's true. It was a really nice reflection. Um, and, uh, but it was really like, nice to know. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like I'd have fun. Like, sounds great. Um, yeah. but anyway, we ended up like walking for a while and, um, I, I don't know, I guess like as we, <laughs> I, I mean, you basically that. asked me on a date, you're like, Hey, do you want to go get a tea? Um, I mean, I noticed I that you were eating. Happened. I noticed that you were eating um, gonna, um, food from Bex, yeah. which I love. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, actually, I got to eat too. Like, I just had a class and um, I was like, do you mind if I just join you? And then it was like this. So yeah, maybe I did ask you out. I feel like you were really specific. You were like, hey, do you want to go on a walk together? I feel like that's what you did. But maybe that's just my imagination. Anyway, we ended up walking together. <laughs> um, and then we were um, chatting about... And we've been in love since. 
Yeah, but also like you were just going back to the topic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we we were talking about open relationships and sure. um like what worked and didn't work um in our previous relationships. Like I mean, like there was no like oh like how's the weather kind of. There was no small right talk. The <laughs> there was no small talk. Um, it was like yeah, we just kind of went for it. Um, and I guess I reflect on it right now as I speak, and it's um maybe at that moment in time like we were both pondering about these topics. Um, uh, and so it just naturally came up in conversation yeah. and it just kind of resonated. Yeah. Um, mm. and that's, I mean, you, you have this book on open relationships, is that what it's called? In Praise of Open Relationships. In Praise of Open Relationships. Written by, uh, um, a Berlin based, um, university professor. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yes, Classic. Exactly. Um, yeah, I read a little bit of that too. It's nice. It's, it's really wordy, but it's, um, I think open relationships, they meet a lot of the, they like sort of have a solution to a lot of the problems that you were talking about or that we were talking about, like feeling like you enter into a relationship and then a part of you, a really fundamental part of you, you have to just ignore. Like disregard. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's, that's basically the premise of the book. He's like, so you enter into a relationship and then you never have a conversation about the expectations of the relationship. You never have a conversation about how yesterday, before you were in the relationship, you loved flirting with people, you loved meeting people. Um, so at least have a conversation about that. And then... Go from there. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think I remember, like, the one phrase you used a lot um, when we were first starting to date. Like, you were like, yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Mm. And it's like, actually, like, yeah, like... Yes, we can uh, dwell on things that um, may or may not happen in the future, mm. um, but also like let's also remember to live in the present moment um, and cross that bridge when we get there. Mm. Um, and let's remain open. And it's like really just coming back to let's remain open in our dialogues. Let's over communicate. Let's um, let's share. Um, and also be very clear in, uh, yeah, like setting boundaries too, because that's also part of clear communication. Um, and also, yeah, checking in. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you on here because I feel like you, I can just say random nonsense and then you kind of respond, but it's so easy for, to understand what you're saying. Like you speak so eloquently. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah. Thanks, babe. I feel, I feel like very, <laughs> I feel very safe to be open, like in this. Grounded. Yeah, exactly. And That's I good. think this is like also partly like you're doing. So I think get camera fright or like stage fright. Or maybe actually yeah. I just talk like this all the time, like in a totally scattered way. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to watch back. Like, oh my God. That's torture. <laughs> I wonder how many times I've said like. Or you don't um, understand. It's I ha when I have to watch back. <laughs> At these recordings, it's torture. I'm like, oh, but I, my, I promise that I'm gonna keep studying my podcast technique, and I'm gonna keep getting better. That's my promise. Yeah, and you. it's a, it's a practice. I promise yeah. to you. Um, we, the third part is how, like, what the day to day is like of being in our relationship, right? You go first. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> So I came off of a hot summer 
Um, I was. <laughs> it like, was a hot summer. It was a hot summer. I was. I discovered the summer that I'm hot. Like that people think I'm sexy. <laughs> I never knew this before, and then I became single in March, and I decided like, fuck it, I'm gonna hit on every person who I think is interesting, and not even like not even just girls. Like I I I really just want to go up to people and talk to them about whatever. And just make connections with people, and um, and that meant like that I was meeting a lot of people, hitting on a lot of people, and that's when I discovered that I'm hot. <laughs> um, I feel that what uh, Ben means is that he um, like re uh, I never like knew. just like remembered um, that um, he's an amazing person, like and also like remembering your worth and uh, confidence as well. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely got that. Yeah, and also hot. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I remember, I remember we spoke about that, like, and how like it's it, like it's always a journey, like of like, it's like someone can tell you you're hot or beautiful like a million times, but you won't hear it until you truly believe in it, right? Like, um, it's always like from inside that you gotta. Yeah, this is kind of true. Like, I, I never, I never considered myself to be hot. This is why I'm saying it now. It's because, but then, like, the million and one time this summer when somebody was like, "You're hot," some people, somebody was even like, ah, "Personality-wise, we really don't vibe." But like, you're hot. <laughs> and you're like, thank and I was you. Like, oh my god. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, cool. And so, so then, then I got overconfident, and I, uh, and I was like dating a lot of people, seeing a lot of people, sleeping with a lot of people. And so when we got into this relationship, then I, I had to deal with that. Like I still had all of these people who I was seeing. And so each one of those, dealing with each one of those, like basically of my other partners has been a, like a learning for how we deal with the open relationship. And right now it's probably a little bit imbalanced in that since I was seeing so many people before, like I'm constantly like hitting these borders where like I go, I go to see somebody and then I, I have to ask you how it makes you feel. Um, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I just to go back on the like imbalance part, um, like I came out of hermit mode. I call it hermit mode where I like keep my social circle to maybe like maximum four um, and I, and I do this, uh, probably like two or three, I would say two times a year where I just kind of, um, spend some time like meditating a lot, um, and just spending time like remembering kind of what I enjoy doing, what I enjoy eating. Like, um, it's like basically like being a little bit, um, introverted for a month or so and then coming back out and, um, like sharing that. Um, and I do this, um, kind of like I don't know, I didn't realize I was doing it um, so, um, like... Consciously? Uh, so ritualistically, almost. Like, it's like, I would, I would, yeah, I would really carve out a month um, at a time um, to do this. And, um, yeah, and I, I guess, like, for me, um, my priorities have not been um, to go out and date people and um, sleep with other people uh, because I just have a lot of, like, like interesting things that I'm working on and I really want to put a lot of my time and energy into that um and 
that being said, my heart always like remains open. Like I'm always open to meeting new people and attracting, connecting with people. It's just, to be totally honest, like I'd rather be sleeping cozied up in my own bed, like uh, like waking up to, you know, like to... to... I, ho I hope that like after I'm not surprised about my hotness anymore, then I also become interested in Herman yeah, yeah. Um, that's what it is that you're just so used to being hot for me it's a totally new thing <laughs> no i mean i i definitely i definitely went through a moment of like oh wow like i know who i am now moment mm -hmm. um and i think once i understood like what makes me feel good and what my needs are and like who i am like these kind of things um then i was like okay like let me just like explore that a bit more uh through the practice of meditation and through the practice of um experiencing like pure blissful solitude um which is like so nice um but of course we're social beings so of course eventually you have to come out of the hermit mode um, yeah and what <laughs> <laughs> what did you say slut it up oh um uh no not necessarily it's just more like yeah just like enjoy the company of others in my community in my kids in my home oh, in the market <laughs> um you know um okay um and um yeah so anyway just going back on the point of like the imbalance point um like i am in an open relationship pretty happy with um everything that's been um that's been just like <laughs> that's gifting me with a lot of um learnings Test. and yeah like uh like, i wouldn't even call them tests like just like new experiences sure. um that are not always easy, but um, always so fulfilling and rewarding after to get through those moments. Mm -hmm. um, um, and I, I'm like, yeah, cool, like, this is great. Um, but we do talk about um, like how how you would feel like if I started exercising the open relationship rights um, more is, actively. I, this, <laughs> I stand by this. Like I've never ever ever felt that type of jealousy about a partner that I've been with before. Mm. And this is the first time I've actually been in an open relationship. And Jane is like, as soon as hermit mode is over, like, then you're going to see that it's much more like you say, I say, I don't feel jealousy, but she's like, okay, look, see, like, and, and remember this. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, because like, this is, this is also the part of it. Like, there's so much unknown. I was like, oh, like, yeah, how would sure. you actually That's feel? exciting. That's cool. You know, exactly. And yeah. I think this is also part of like the joy of learning in general. Right. And, um, Mm, yeah so i mean definitely in theory not a jealous person definitely in theory yeah like love is <laughs> love is all like you know compersion um, i just get compersion, compersion like, you if know. you get excited about somebody i get excited about. yeah them. you know for oh. sure theoretically absolutely same page in practice it's so interesting and i really wanted to talk about this um because we've spoken about it and i mm -hmm. i just find it so interesting like the live feed that i receive in my body when you share something with me that makes me feel uh, uncomfortable in my body or like maybe tense in my shoulders or like kind of tightness in chest um, and I share that with you I mean and you're like yeah it's natural to feel jealous and I'm like uh, I'm not jealous <laughs> I'm just feeling tense in my body um, and then as I'm sharing that with you like as and when it comes up and you're just just there listening being present um, I'm like oh and now I already feel so much better like, and I feel so much more at ease with the situation you shared with me. And actually, like, I've literally just let it go and just, um, like, transformed or transmuted that um, jealousy into something that is more 
in line with conversion or conversion conversion, conversion. <laughs> or converted into conversion for sure um and and love and more um like more love and compassion and appreciation for whatever was being shared yeah. um so yeah thank you so much for like yeah like listening when i'm <laughs> when i'm sharing and, and and like being vulnerable actually like because it is vulnerable like to be like hey like i'm feeling a bit like this and it's but anyway like because you're even just listening to it and like responding in a way um that is loving and understanding and not judging um like i already feel a million times better that's what makes you feel safe what feeling like i'm open to hearing about what you're going through yes and also presence like i think presence is a very uh important value of mine that i recognized over the years um where if my friend is not being present with me when i'm speaking about something that's mm. important or unimportant then i feel like hey like if you need some more time like let me know um i would just much rather <clears throat> much rather that you were fully present with me right now mm no hard feelings whatsoever like if you need to check your phone like do it um mm. just like let me know kind of vibe yeah yeah kiss <laughs> thanks man. yeah so oh yes and another thing um that's uh we <laughs> how are we doing for time we have all the time um, <laughs> another thing that we spoke about was um your uh feelings of safety in a conversation like when we're I don't know, having a disagreement or, um, mm. oh, yeah. like that was like a bit of a game changer. I think we recognized like where it was like, you want to share? Yeah. I realized that when I get in a fight, I kind of panic inside and then my defense mechanisms kick in and I try to run away. Basically, I tell myself that I don't care and I like try to remove myself. And when somebody touches me, then I don't, that doesn't happen. So like, if you are really upset with me and we're fighting because I did something and you put your hand on me, then I feel enough love that I'm like, oh, okay, I don't need to run away. Like we can get through this together. Yeah. And how do we summarize it? We were like, you suck, but I love you. Yeah, like love you still, yeah, yeah, something like that. That's basically what I need to hear. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then just being like, yeah, like for sure. Like we're, you know, we're still like yeah. going through this together. Like it's all good, you yeah. know, like, um, even though this is hard, yeah. um, yeah, yeah what, that was a bit of a game changer for sure. But all these things like, again, are practice. Cause even knowing this, like yesterday when we had this disagreement, like it's, of course it's hard to do that. Like yeah, exactly. to put your hand on me and be like, I love you. And what's interesting is like, um, like when I'm feeling like triggered or tense, um, I actually don't want to be touched. I'm like, I need space. Oh, yeah. um, I'm like a very like, I need space person. Um, yeah. And that could be anywhere to like a minute to like a week, you know, like depending on the intensity. And I really, um, I do that as a learned response to just like, just like go inward and understand and kind of, I don't know, like untangle um, uh, in my own way, which is mostly through meditation or journaling. Um, but um but yeah it was interesting that like, yesterday like you were like hey like like can we have a hug or something and i was like mm, no like and i was like and then i think it was just like a few minutes later i was like okay yeah like let's bring it in um but it's just also understanding like that we have these different ways of 
um, dealing with a situation and also like sharing quite openly like this is my tendency and just so you're aware like it's not because I don't actually want to hug it's just like actually good I just need some space <laughs> right right <laughs> yes <laughs> um, anything else we wanted to cover not for me can I hug we yeah. did it. <laughs> yeah. Even if nobody else is interested in this, we can always go back and watch it and be like, oh, yeah. look at us. Look at us. Yeah, that was really interesting. It was like very, um... Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything we need to, like... World, we welcome questions. <laughs> I love answering questions. The re the, actually, the reason we decided to talk about this is because I realized that when I'm making small talk with people like as soon as I throw out that I'm in an open relationship it's like endless conversation people have so many questions it's so interesting to talk about there's something about relationships that that we're all interested in so mm. yeah it, it makes me feel good like if somebody else has an, a legitimate question for me and then I can feel helpful by answering so um so if you have questions Ask Jane. <laughs> <laughs> no, and also vice versa. It's such an opportunity yeah. for us to Think be like, that. actually, yeah, like that's a really good question. We should also explore that. Um, so, yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. With that. Thank you. Bye, world. <laughs> See you. <laughs>